Hey listeners and welcome to episode three of the Surf Coast Creatives podcast. With me today, Jess Mellington, hostess with the mostess. Welcome Jess. Thanks Ben. Also got the guys from Built for Adventure, Jesse and Sam. Welcome guys. G'day, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Um, great to have you on the show today. We saw you guys pop up on our social feed when we first started the podcast and we thought we just had to have you on. So it's great to have you here today. Thank just you. for our listeners out there, do you just want to give us a quick helicopter view of what you guys do exactly? Uh, we specialise in building custom campers. Simply put, um, people bring us a van, any shape or size, and we deck it out to a camper for them. Yeah, we'll start with... Uh, it's a pretty cool concept. I've seen you know, some of your photos and things on Instagram. It just looks amazing, some of your work. Thank you. We'll get to your business and you know, everything else in a minute, but we'll talk about the elephant in the room first, the impact of coronavirus. How have you guys been going? Yeah, so the first protocol was product and actually getting the materials that we need. That was the thing that kind of made us panic at the start, was making sure that, yeah, we could still get everything that we needed to to continue work as mm-hmm. normal. Um, and then there's the more family flow on effects of having our child at home with us while we're trying to run a business and I still have a day job. So yeah, doing all three things at once has been the big change. Yeah. A big slowdown in activity or in terms of inquiries and doing work or pretty much business as usual? Inquiries slowed down um, a little bit, um, but we were lucky enough to have the van that we've got at the moment was um, being dropped off from Perth um, right at the start. So the timing was they got the van to us and sort of flew straight back to Perth, back to home just before everything sort of um, set in. So that's what's got us through this this large period is, is this van bill we're working on right now. Oh, good. So if, if that's getting you through, it kind of gives the impression that each build takes quite a bit of time. It's not like you're knocking out one van a week. Yeah, this this is one of the larger ones. So this is a sort of six to eight week build um, for a large larger van. So this is a medium wheelbase Renault Master. So yeah, yeah a lot of, a lot of work involved in this one. We'll yeah. get stuck into the techie stuff in a, a bit later on, but let's go back to the start. Jess has got a little question. I <laughs> uh, just wanted to see um, how did you guys meet and get started. So we're coming up on our, what, 14 years of knowing one another. Um, 14 years? Yes. Wow. How yes. old are you guys? I'm 30. I'm 29. So you're like childhood it's, sweethearts. Yeah. 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 So I went to high school with one of Jessie's neighbours. We met at a gathering at her times, house yeah. and here we are. Yeah. This is in Melbourne? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So we both grew up in Melbourne. I was more of a inner suburbs kind of girl and Jessie is on outer outskirts. Yep. Which yeah. which part of Melbourne? So Melbourne. I grew up in like Doncaster. Oh yep. And Jess. And I was in Yarrabat yep. towards sort of Whittlesey Way. Yep. Yeah. Well that's cool. So you met at a party and did you have any idea that you'd run a business together someday? No, definitely not back then. No, like no. yeah, it's definitely not what we would have yeah pictured no. <laughs> at as a 15 year old. We're also very different people back then as well. Very different. Yeah. Did you guys have ambitions to be entrepreneurs someday running your own business or did this come about just sort of through happenstance? You just, how did it sort of start the Build for Adventure business? So Jessie has always 
had an inkling that you know he wants to work for himself he likes being his own boss um so that was he we started really like focusing on going down that route a couple of times um but this is the time that it's yeah really come to fruition anything you want to add (laughs) no that's yes it's um just yeah like working for ourselves and um, creating things for people uh, from start to finish it's sort of it's nice to have that it's all been from our hard work I guess um, working for someone else someone else can do all the drawing and the planning I'm a shop fitter by trade so I dropped out of school when I was 16 and started a shop fitting apprenticeship um, lucky enough to work with my dad for, for many years so which is really cool learn a lot from him um, but with that sort of work is you know they've put all the work into planning and designing something and then we're building it um, whereas we're doing a lot of the design work, um, their a client will give us their idea, we'll design the van and we'll build the van. So yep. we're really getting to see something from start to finish. So I guess that's what's really driven us um, to run this business. Yeah. And to get back to that first van, the very first van, how did that come about? When someone came to you and said, "Hey guys, love what you do. Can you do our van?" So in so jesse was working full-time as a skydiver so i find skydiving right we'll yeah, get into that in a minute <laughs> full-time skydiving work is called an oxymoron because it's so essentially winter there was yeah particularly winter in Torquay, there's nothing going on yeah so we bought a van and yeah. started decking out our own and it just sort of spiraled from there decided all right well, let's document it on instagram then we just had friends going like oh how did you do that and eventually, can you help me with mine? And went from there. Yeah, and sort of word of mouth from, from friends to their friends. And then um, then Instagram, people seeing our work and liking our work. And that's where most of our business came from and is, and is still coming from, is seeing our work and then shooting us a message. And that's where it sort of yeah, it starts from. So just getting around town and people started to take notice, basically. Yeah, yeah. And when, when was this? When was that first van that you... So it was not last winter, the winter before. Yeah, okay. the first van, yeah. Yeah, just our own. And that's originally how we thought we were going to start, is that we were going to make vans our own style and then sell them. Yep. You know, if somebody was interested, great. We hadn't really thought we were going to go down the custom-built-for-people route. That was a bit more nerve-wracking. Yep. It was also because when I started the first van... Um, I was still working in skydiving. I thought, oh, well, this could work as a winter job. So winter mm-hmm. slow in skydiving. We'll work really hard through summer in skydiving, and then I'll build vans for ourselves in winter and either rent them out or sell them. Yep. Yep, and then when the skydiving job finished up, um, it was a chance to, like, reassess. We, you know, we had a discussion, like, is this really what we want to pursue? And if so, what format do we want that to take? Do we want to build what clients want for themselves or do we just want to have a finished product and mm. essentially put that out for purchase yep um and again we were originally inclined to just kind of doing our own thing and and selling them and then we realized oh we actually really want we want to have our own at all times kind of thing we, we want to use it as much as we can as well yep. and yeah we realized people there's a lot of people who want to do their own vans, which is fantastic, and we love that. And there are some people who'd love to, but they can't. So that's where we're like, all right, let's let's help them. 
And same with the rentals as well as having our own van that we can use. Obviously, we can't travel 365 days a year. We still need to work. So having our own van that's available to rent, which means people who can't afford to go buy a van or aren't sure if they you know, like van life or would they rather a caravan, they can then test out that, that van and see if they like it. Yep. Yeah. So two revenue streams there, basically doing fit outs and custom conversions for people in addition to renting out yeah. your own vans. How's the rental market been lately? Completely it's, stopped. Yeah, it's not Completely stopped. Yeah, so the, the platform that we use, which is Campify, straight away um, just capped it. It's a case of they're still open for people who need, um, so like essential workers yeah. or people who need um, emergency accommodation if they've come back and they need to quarantine or anything like that. But as travel is obviously essential only at the moment, we just, yeah, stopped. And we still had a couple of inquiries, but we're like, yeah, yeah. we'll just reassess in a while. And yeah, we're focusing on other things in the meantime. You can't go far, can you? It's not like you can <laughs> hire a van and go and see your grandparents or something. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to go anywhere overnight. So it's kind yeah. of a And Jesse, you talked about skydiving. And so you didn't go back to skydiving once you started? Was that the case? Yeah, it, it just got so busy that... I didn't. Um, I didn't really have the time, um, and obviously the one thing going from you know being being a cabinet maker or shop fitter um, to skydiving that it's such a different job. I missed the the creative outlet of building. So once I started building vans and you know being creative, I was like, oh, I really did did miss miss this a lot. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. So basically, word of mouth excitement from day one. Yeah. Did you guys have a website up and running at this stage? No. Nothing. All just Instagram. A Facebook yeah. page? Or is- Facebook and Instagram, but the Instagram obviously was the, the main platform. Yeah. Um, the website, we... Probably, oh, like maybe not even quite a year ago, I think we mm. actually got the website up and running. Yep. It took, yeah, it took us a little while. We're like, what do we yeah. put on there? Yeah. What do we have to... It was, it was more to be more professional by having a website because we knew we were getting a lot of inquiries through Instagram, but, you know, you get someone that would might message you and go, oh, I might check them out, I might Google them. If there's no information, are they a real company? So yeah. I guess it's sort of opposite to a lot of companies where their main revenues through their website. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I th- we definitely need to push our website a lot more now that it's it's running, which is good. So, yeah. I think a very good um, note for listeners, like if you're out there and you've got a business, like it's a bit of a furphy, isn't it, that you need a website and all the bells and whistles in place before you start, but you, you guys started with an Instagram page, a yeah. Facebook page, and you were getting inquiries. Yeah. How did you go about pricing and were you copycatting other manufacturers and builders out there or you just make it up <laughs> as you go no do yeah. our own thing like we've i have no idea what we know what materials cost we know what time our, our time costs and all of that so we base it purely off that we have yeah. no idea what other people are charging yeah. yeah i think the main thing was building our own vans first i was able to go okay this is how long it takes yep. to build a van you know it's a small space you could think you know most people think oh it's a couple of weeks to, to, knock, to knock a van out but it does take quite a lot of time. And once you realize, right, it takes this much time to build this component, takes this much time to build a kitchen in a small space, and you start figuring all that out. And then I put a material list together of what we've put together for our own builds. And then I had a, a really good spreadsheet to go, oh, this is what a van costs. And this is where we can quote from from that, that starting point. Yeah, so you had a, a basic understanding in your mind. Yeah. It's kind of like, this is how much it costs at a bare minimum. And just adding on a margin on top. Yeah taking account of product materials and your time you take account of your time yeah 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 so jesse you were off jumping out of planes and doing all sorts of things when the business first started sam what were you doing um uh yeah office 
work office job. So yep. I yeah still do that now. Um, the having this the yeah, the current circumstances that are going on has shown us that we're not quite ready for me to be 100% full time on built. Yep. Um, so yeah, like having that extra stable income is quite important. It just means you've got to be really dedicated that out of hours, you're not, you're not off. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I might close my laptop at five o'clock and then I'm opening up another laptop, <laughs> Second laptop. <laughs> to do the business stuff. And yeah, so people probably think it's peculiar that we're emailing them at 11 o'clock at night, but that's when... It's when Bodhi's gone to bed yeah. and we have time we to have... sit down. And... and we should mention Bodhi. Big shout out to Bodhi, your son. <laughs> yeah. How old's he? He's four. He'll be tuning into the podcast, no doubt, sure. with his yeah. mates. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we told him what we were doing. I said, are you going to listen to it? And he goes, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> He'll appreciate it someday. He'll look yep. back and go, oh, mum and dad run that podcast. Yep. So, sure. I understand he's being babysat today by is, grandparents. Yep. So. Yeah, it's the first time he's seen them in two months. Yes. Oh, very so good. He's, yeah, just out of his body excited. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> good time to see the grandparents. So... That adds another dynamic to your business. How did you go about building a business? I know you guys took off on a trip around Australia at some stage. Um, and he, Bodhi was two at the time. Um, so we've done it. We've done a couple. There was like the original six month around Australia, which we did in my gap year. And that um, was my first time really seeing a lot of Australia. So I'd done um, a bit of overseas travel years you know growing up because i've got family in italy and in america whereas jesse had done some more travel around australia and he's like no nah, you gotta you gotta see this you gotta check this out so we did that six months um and then we just now want to do like we just want i mean we do like six months a year if we could but when Bodhi was yeah true we did like we've done a few we've done a little road trip actually when he was not even i think six months old was our first road trip and that was to Byron Bay and back. And then last year we did a month to the Sunshine Coast and back. Um, so they've, we've kept him a bit shorter since he's been born, but that's also just more like work constraints and like downtime in winter to go and do these things and then come back to work on more bands. <laughs> yeah, right. So it sounds like a pretty full schedule. How do you go about Managing your daily routine. What's a day in the life? So Jesse, you, you're just to clarify, you're full time yep. on the business. Sam, yep. still working in the office and doing a lot, lots of emails and inquiries and the rest. Yep. Administration of the business, I guess. Yeah. Outside of those hours. Yeah. So I imagine it's a pretty big day every day for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So it it depends on. So at the moment, obviously, it's um different again. Um. So because Bert is at home with us, where Sam will be working four days a work week. Uh, for her job and then I'm pretty much only working three days a week so my days when I am working I'll try and work 12 14 hour days sort of minimum just to make up for the days I'm, I'm having off so but what's 12 sort of, 14 hour days yeah at a minimum at a minimum yeah it just it makes up for that sort of normal 48 hour week you can do it three days yep yeah I'm sort of used to that though as a shop fitter getting shops done in a yeah. deadline you know some weeks you do a 100 hour week minimum and that was just you know it had to be done in seven yep. days a week so I'd rather do three long days and then have four days off to, to hang out and relax yep. than, than just do eight at normal eight hours. It's, it's not relaxing, relaxing yeah. <laughs> but to yeah, but to be with him, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. Spend time yeah. with him on those four days, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that, that's at the moment, and yeah. you know we'll go back to quote unquote normal um, once you know he's back in in kinder sort of thing. But yeah, we just like to we like to start our days really early. Jess will get up, yeah, 
sort of crackle dawn 5.36 to go on a bike ride and get some, um, yeah, some fitness exercise and mindful time in before getting home. And then once he's home, he, we kind of swap shifts and then I get to kind of do some yoga to start my day mm-hmm. and I've already has breakfast and get him ready for the day. Um, but yeah, we have a list for what we're doing each day. That's, that's the most important thing that's to really done the night before. Really? Yeah. So we both know what's on the cards what's the top priority and and filter that down and it's just helps us kind of also keep track of what the other is doing because having you know a third person talking at both of you all of the time communication can get quite difficult so having those lists of me going okay all right well this is what jesse's doing today this is what i'm doing today where's the crossover and making sure that yeah everything's really clear so it's not too so we, yes, we're not both, you know, oh, I've just worked on this email for this person. Just like, oh, well, I just did that or anything like yeah. that, that, you know, you using your time as smart as possible. That's the, the biggest takeaway. And yeah, to-do list, is that as simple as a couple of sticky notes or is it more technical than that? No, it, it's a notepad. It's a notepad, yeah, notepad. piece of paper that, you yep. know, dot points. Um, it's a little bit more technical when it comes to the business stuff of having you know, for a particular job, then we have, you know, spreadsheets and projects and all of that sort of stuff. But for yeah. the day-to-day, what we're trying to get done in a day is, yeah. yeah there's like a list and then we have a separate list for that list. Yeah. List for your list. So in the garage, I have another list, which is my work list. Yeah. That's having, yeah. like having a meeting to go over your meeting notes and things yeah. like yeah. that. <laughs> so you try and keep that to a minimum. Do you have any favourite apps for managing projects? What's if any. Use for... Your calendar, your, you know, pretty... Oh, just just Excel is what I've been using for a spreadsheet. Excel. Just a planner, a planner on um, on Excel, so I just plan out the whole job. So this is what needs to be done by these specific dates. Yep. Um, and I can just keep track of that and on track of my hours and make sure that I'm doing, you know, if I have, if I'm behind in a few hours, I know I need to catch up. Um, if I'm behind on a few days or if I'm ahead on a few days, it's, you know, where I'm doing good or, yeah. And how many projects on average are you working on at once? So you're working on a project, you're getting a new inquiry, Sort of how many projects are you working on at once? And then second, how many inquiries are you dealing with and quotes and things like that? Uh, it... So we try not to go from job to job to job. Mm-hmm. So we've got the... So we're working on one right now and then we've got the next job lined up, which is not always the way that it happens. But yes, yeah, so we do have the next one in the pipeline. So whilst you're working on the actual physical build currently job A, for job B, you're working on sourcing the products, making sure that you've got everything that you need before it gets dropped off. Mm-hmm. And then it's, yeah, fielding inquiries just are all around that. So, that, you know, we're still getting a few inquiries a week, but yep. some are very basic and they just kind of want to know a rough guide or when's yep. your next available opportunity. And then some want full, proper, formal quotes and the Zoom meetings and all of that. Yeah, so pretty comprehensive once they... Do you get a lot of tyre kickers that sort of make inquiries? They just want a, a, a price, basically. And then they... A day in, day out, was a bill cost. Yeah, which is... <laughs> that is and it's how long... Yeah, exactly, how long's a piece of string. So it's... You say, you know, like, to, to be able to put any kind of number together, you've got to start with what size van do you have? What yep. do, you, do you have a van yet? Yep. Because um, we find it's really great when people reach out to us before they actually 
get a van because uh-huh. um, you know some people might go and they, they buy a van and then they have no idea how much a bill costs and then they're just kind of intimidated really freaked out because they're like oh we just spent all our money yeah. on the actual van yep and not take into account so it's great when people reach out beforehand and they think look this is what i'm thinking of getting what is this going to cost like whether it's you know how do they want electrical gas okay there's so many variations and you know we like to also talk to people about their budgets and work backwards from there and say well if that's what you want to spend this is what we can do and this is where we can help and have a look at this route or going down you know people sometimes just have no idea what things cost and and some people also want to do some work themselves because they want it to sort of feel like you know their hard work as well so um, a client at the start of the year, they wanted to do um, all the insulation and get it all ready for us for the prior drop-off. We then got the inside done. They came down and painted the whole van, and then we took over again. So it's sort of working in with clients to sort of help them as well. Yeah. Another one where they oh, we just want kitchen. Yep. That's all, you know, we've, we've done our bed, we've done this, we've done that. But yeah, kitchen and cabinetry is and just overheads coming up to just, just do the overhead. That's all they want. They've done the okay. whole framework, but I can't do the overhead. So, yeah. So you can do... You've got the skills to do electric, gas, everything on uh, top so of cabinetry. That's and... the, the things that we do um, outsource. So electrical, yep. we have um, uh, Nathan, the auto electric guy, who's local talkie. Um, he's incredible. So at the start of every job, he comes over and we go through the whole van together and map out the plan. Um, I'll then run all the cables prior to installing all the walls, install the walls, get everything into position. He then comes and does the, the entire fit off for us at the very end. Um, and then uh, gas and anything, we also have someone else that does that as well. Yeah, but, but, sorry, you I was going to say the same for any like engineering. So if people want to put extra seats in, yeah, yeah we've got like somewhere to go to for that as well. Because they, yeah, sort of yeah, they need a certification. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the name of Nathan's business? Uh, the Auto Elect Guy. The Auto Elect Guy and Torquay. If you need some work done to your van, actually, I'm probably a good example. So Alan Emo, they're on the show, episode one. Uh, lots of similarities actually with the way you guys are talking and the way they they spoke about their business very passionate and you know had their to-do list the night before and things like that but Al has got to the point where he's upgrading his van they have upgraded their van they've bought a new van and I'm actually thinking about buying that van so it's a Toyota Hiace yep it's about 20 years old uh, Al's done some basic stuff to it so you can put in a mattress and things like that so if I'm, a, I'm at that stage and I come to you guys and I say, how much to convert that into an awesome camper van? Mm-hmm. Where do we go from there? First thing is probably um, sending you our build questionnaire, yep. which is the best thing to, to start with. Um, getting you to look at that, it really gives you an idea of going, oh, what do I actually need? Um, how long am I going to spend in the van? Am I going to be going away for weekends or do I want to travel in this, this for two months and be off grid and never plug into power? Um, you can then fill that out and go through as much as you can. Then we can have a chat about um, a budget and then sort of at least give you a ballpark figure on what the what it's going to cost. Yep. Um, if you're happy with the ballpark figure, then we start putting together a design. Um, yep. Once we put that the design together, um, we draw that together. Once it's all drawn, we send that to you. You approve the design or say, I want to change this. I'd rather this cabinet here or I'd rather this bigger, this smaller. Then we know what the size of the build's going to be and then we can give you a formal quote from there. Yeah, cool. So that questionnaire sort of acts as a qualifier, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's just to get the cogs turning. Yeah. You know, do it you... kind of weight weeds out the tire kickers and mm. well, people yeah, just... just. You do notice a lot of people don't respond yeah. after the build yeah. questionnaire just because it's like, oh, that's too much hard work. Yeah. Because they they do just 
want a price. They don't really... And it's like, oh, I might yeah. as well get a price. And that's sort of as far as they want to go with it, but they don't yeah. actually know what they want. So it sort of makes them think, oh, I'm not sure yet. And then sometimes yeah. six months down the track, you get an email saying, oh, I filled the big questionnaire. Can you still give me a quote? Because they've finally thought about it or they've got the van and they go, all right, yeah. now it's time. To and really it does, it does it. ask a lot of questions. And we do say, look, you know, if there's something you're not sure about, leave it blank. We'll chat about it. Yeah. But, you know, it, it gets the cogs turning. Mm, for sure. Yeah, so good, I think that's good for any business really, isn't it? Just to have that little qualifier questionnaire mm-hmm. just to weed out who's serious, who's not. Yep. And if, if people are filling that out, you, need, you know, basically they're getting quite serious. So yep, for sure. you can take further steps from there. So then through your daily, daily routine, so you're up early. That seems to be fairly consistent mm-hmm. for both of you. Up early, into it. You guys get into meditation. What sort of, if we can start going down the path of health and fitness, what do you guys do day to day? Is that important to you? Yeah, it's it's key for maintaining, I know with me, like my mental health of, of having some kind of outlet. Jessie's better at the sort of sit down meditation. Mine is more, I like going on a walk and if my body's moving, then it's easier for me to kind of get my mind still or if I want my mind to be active, then yeah, going down that path. Whereas Jessie has more dedicated meditation. Like he's, he's good like that. Yeah. <laughs> you have any favorite apps that you use for your meditation? Um, I've been using just the, the Wim Hof at the moment, actually. Wim Hof, yeah. yeah. Which is really good, really good breathing app, um, which just gets you really focusing on your breath. So, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, he's a bit of a crazy character, isn't he, he is, Wim yeah. Hof? But yeah. once you actually understand his message and what he does, then mm-hmm. it's actually quite important what, yeah, he's, sure. what he's doing. So, yeah. me and Jess got into that at the start of the year. Uh, yeah, I found, found that so hard to like, yeah. to, we, you could do a test on the app. Mm-hmm. where you can see how long you can stick with it. And after about three minutes, I was like, no, it's too challenging. But Ben went for like 20 minutes and I was just sitting there. Like it, the breath work is really like invigorating. It is. And I just found that I'm already too... too I passed out. That's <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes. Like, done. You're supposed to do, I think, two or three rounds. I did about eight. Wow. <laughs> and this is like, it's basically... You're kind of hyperventilating, aren't you? Mm. For, for people who are tuning in and don't know who Wim Hof is, you want to give a quick summary about his breathing technique? Um, I think it's sort of, he's really oxygenating um, all, the, all the blood cells and getting a lot of oxygen to your lung, lungs. So um, his breathing technique is um, just being able to do really heavy, deep breathing, um, mm. get a lot of oxygen into your lungs and being able to hold your breath for long, extended periods of time. Yeah, it's kind of fully in, fully out, as yep. he says. Yep. Short, sharp breaths, um, deep into the lungs, and then you you get to a point, I think it's after 30 breaths or something, yep, isn't roughly it? Roughly 30 breaths, yeah. That you hold your breath, yep. and you see how long you can hold your breath, yep. and then all the physiology is changing mm. your body and all the rest. So It's, it's really interesting in that, that you know few minutes when you're just holding your breath and how still and peaceful you are and how you can feel everything in your body. You feel yeah. your heartbeat and you can slow your heartbeat and just, it's like, wow, you're so <laughs> yeah, in depth with your entire yeah. body. Yeah. 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 Sam it's shaking your head. Yeah, it's not nah. for me. <laughs> no, no. That's, I like, I'll do my yoga, but even then, like I like having, I like yoga with Adrian, YouTube it, watch it. I like some structure. I'm not good at sort of freestyling it. My mind will just go elsewhere. I don't have that discipline in. Just not yet anyway. Just not yet. <laughs> And Jesse, so skydiving, obviously a lot of adrenaline. Was that something you got used to, jumping out of a plane? How do you, do you try and recapture that adrenaline rush 
to this day or is it gone? Is it something you went through a phase? Um, I've had a lot of sort of, I guess, adrenaline sports. I guess I went from motocross prior to skydiving and then mm-hmm. going to skydiving eight years ago, I guess. Um, this is around your 25th birthday. Yeah. I remember. I had a, what we call a quarter-life crisis. Yeah, <laughs> so I completely changed everything, sold my bikes and got into skydiving. So a completely different yep. change of, um, of activity. Um, yeah, I See. did that for quite a while. I think I was working on the weekends in skydiving for five or five years before, or three, maybe five years before I went full time. Yeah. And yeah. then started off with like photography. So filming other people jump and then, um, got into, you did your AF course. So teaching other people how to skydive and then finally tandems. Yeah. yeah. Once I had all those ticked off then it was like, well, I have all the qualifications now to get to be able to go full time and, and do everything. Yep. Yeah. And that was that at Torquay you were doing yep. this? Yeah. Torquay. Yeah. Prior prior to Torquay, I was in Nagambi for for years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Up near Bendigo, isn't it? Nagambi, uh, up that way. Towards sort of Shepparton. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, no longer do that. No, not no longer doing that full time. No, no longer. Yeah, just jumping for fun, and that's that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So yep. you still do a jump every now and then? Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, definitely a lot less than I used to compared. How considering many? it was every day. How many have you done? 2,500-ish, I guess, what? yeah, roughly, yeah. 2,500, I've done yep. one. <laughs> <laughs> Ticked, that's it. How did you go, Jess? I thought I was going to pass out. I actually told my instructor, I think I'm going to vomit. I was mm-hmm. so nervous. <laughs> and he said, if you vomit, I was working at a, in a bar at the time, and he said, if you vomit, I'm going to come in and vomit on your bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I get Ooh. it. Yeah, you'd be surprised the amount of bodily fluids skydivers yeah. have to work yeah. with. Yeah, it yeah. does happen, yeah. <laughs> Keep the goggles on. So that that was pretty regular for people to. Oh yeah, it didn't happen. I wouldn't say regular, but you know, I had a friend that was unfortunate. It was two jumps in a row that happened to him. Oh. <laughs> two in a row. <laughs> two in a row. It's like that's unheard of. The that's daily cool. double. Yeah. <laughs> I did did a skydive in New Zealand at um, Lake Taupo, and it was sort of raining, raining, spitting rain on the day, and they took us up. I don't think they're supposed to take us up when it's spitting rain, but they did this day. And going down through the rain, it was like pin tacks in your face. Yeah, I couldn't believe fun. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, not fun at all. No. Actually, it feels like hail. Yeah. <laughs> the skydive I found was awesome. The one I found hard was the bungee jump because you're on your own. Yeah. But I had a guy strapped to me. He said, Matt, we're going to go three, two, one. And then we did a backflip <laughs> or a front flip or something straight out of the plane. I was like, okay, off we go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I, I can understand where the need sort of comes to have that adrenaline experience do you get anything close to that feeling do you surf things like that um no that's sort of my one main hobby i guess but it was sort of the, the friendship of skydiving as well you got i got I worked with you know my best friends in skydiving which was which is probably the best part of the job was being to work with your friends every day which is awesome yeah. and then the skydiving is sort of getting together with your friends and going jumping with your friends it's just it's a lot of fun yeah you still got that camaraderie to this day? Yeah. Still catch up with those guys? Yep. You mentioned briefly video, videography, photography. Do you still do that? Uh, no, not not as much as I'd like to. Yeah, definitely did a lot of that for years. Um, yeah, got big into photography at, at um, one point, like particularly after Bodhi was born, uh, and that was really good, and taking photos of our travels. Yeah. Um, even, yeah, got a drone at one point, to which we took around Europe, so we have some amazing shots from that. But... Then, yeah, wanted to sell all these camera gear to get more skydiving gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, can't afford everything, so I'll get rid of a bit of this. And, yeah. yeah. So, tra- travel's a big part of your life, too? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a big fixture. It's um, always got to be one of my 
greatest joys of travel growing up because I had family in, in Italy and America so we loved to go and visit them and then um, when I met Jesse he hadn't really traveled at all I think you'd done a trip up north with your family so it would have four teenagers yeah, and their two tra- parents travel to Uluru. Tra- yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. Um, which just seemed crazy to me at the time and he hadn't been overseas yet and then yeah we just kind of melded the two so we've done quite a few trips together now and yeah we just love it and we find now yeah van life brings us back to that as well it's yeah we've done a bit of van life in new zealand and through australia and yeah we just want to do more and more i find that's you know it's not just building and selling vans it's also for us part of it is like okay we actually we love it we take our vans out we use them and it's yeah it's i mean it's a real it's a real lifestyle we're not at the point now because yeah we're running a business that we could just do it full like live the lifestyle full time but we like to do a good mix yeah yeah i must admit that's one of the big considerations for me buying al's van um is travel and maybe taking the podcast on the road and surf a lot as well and a lot of photography so to have something to take on the road mm-hmm. sort of pull up the back door got your cooking utensils you've got your bed it's, it's all right there you're all yeah. set so I can imagine it's a really pop. Do you know have any stats or figures on the growth for custom van conversions and people traveling and sort of motorhomes and things like that? It's just, it's exponential. It's getting more and more. And from when we did our six months around Australia a decade ago now, we were the youngest people that we saw on the road by at least a decade. Yeah. You know, it was all... The, the grey nomads yep. and I think, yeah, we literally met like one and other the couple. And caravans and yeah. Exa- motorhomes. Yeah, and yeah, that... and they're massive RVs and all sorts of stuff. And That's different now. It's completely yeah. changed now. And you see a lot more families on the road and it's, yeah, it's great. It's really exciting. And that's it. And people want to get out and I think you're going to see probably even more now wanting yeah. to go explore their own backyards. Yep, yeah. You know, that kind of... The people are changing their mindsets from oh, I just want to chuck a backpack on and disappear all over the world for a couple of years to I want to kind of see where I'm where I'm from as well. Yeah, well that's going to be even bigger, I'd imagine, going forward. It seems like international travels off the cards for quite a while. Yeah. So people, once the the, the borders open up again, it seems like traveling and seeing the interior of Australia, which is massive. Like, yeah. Don't a lot know to where say. to start. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's the hard part. Stops a lot of people because they yep. don't know where to start. Yep. And you sort of see it on the map and you don't realise how big it is until you're out there. But it's definitely an avenue. Is that something you think about in terms of growth factors going forward, or you just rely on word of mouth and? It it is it, but it's like you don't want to count your chickens before the hatch kind yeah. of thing. So yep. yeah, we can definitely see that there's a lot of potential, yep. but we're not going to bank on it. Yeah. So it's basically going with your foundation first, concentrating on that quality product and delivering what people want, first of all. Yeah. And then just leave the sort of macro picture to look after itself. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a great little business. So meditation, you've got yoga, do a bit of mountain biking as well. Yeah, just got into that recently, which is, yeah, nice to be able to get out nice and early and go for a nice long ride. How do you deal with the off days? So do you have days where you're just like... Screw this! I'm going back to skydiving. I'm going back to building or whatever it may be. And Sam, obviously, still in the office. Do you have days where you just like, thank God, I still have a full-time job? Um, or it's it part-time. It was part-time. Yeah, yep. it's part-time. Um, 
it's I don't not so much when it comes to business yeah it's it's more when we have things with vans that might go wrong that we can have an off day like Sunday we put the sink in it's 10 mil off and then you're just like oh yeah. 10 mil off is that yeah. something you have to start again no so, so the sink, sink got sent yeah. out actually I had a oh, twist okay. in the sink so yeah. I've yeah. unboxed the sink and I've put it in and I've looked and I'm like that looks wrong and I've flipped it over to, to check it's level and flat and I'm like well that's been made completely wrong so now right. I have to get a new sink sent out so it's just there the delays it just makes you just go really like it's just that stops me yep. going further because like I want to get all the plumbing in that day so I was like well now I can't do that, so that sort of mm. puts you in that mood going, well, now my day's screwed, so now yeah. what? Yeah. So you're basically sitting idle and you can't do anything? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to make that awkward call to the customer, or do you not tell them? Oh, def- we keep in contact with the client. As yep. Yeah. Really I mean, yeah, this so lucky for this one, sort of mid-build, and we'll be able to get some other stuff done around it, but that kind of mental toll that it can take. Yeah. So it was like, all right, you know what? Let's stop this for the day. Let's all go on a bike ride. Yeah. Get restart, some, yeah. And we yeah. came back and then Jess was like, all right, I'm going to work on just reconfigurating my garage for a bit. You know, do that kind of me- like physical clear out that ends up more of a mental clear out. Yep. And then the next day was like, good to go again. Yeah. So it's about using your time efficiently, not yeah. sort of sitting around and um, dwelling. Yeah. It's about doing something, like cleaning the shed. Yeah, yeah just uh, clearing out your space. You sort of clear that your mind a little bit and start fresh. You can look at everything with a, with a new set of eyes, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And when you're doing everything yourself, it's like, all right, well, if I'm not going to do this part of the build right now because I can't or I don't, like, I just need a break, yep. then, all right, well, let's look at the quoting side. Let's reply to these emails and just kind yep. of change your perspective. Yep. And, and, then, mo- and move that day to another day. It's not, yeah. you know, okay, I was going to quote tomorrow, but I'm going to do that today. And that's, then I'm going to move tomorrow, move our stuff to tomorrow and then work on that then and that's one of the main benefits of having your own business yeah mm. and there's definitely always something to do like that needs to be done so you can just switch it around and yep. go from there um just want to know who inspires you do you have any big question but yeah i don't know if it's like a sort of one particular person i mean you always have that like you know my mum inspires me she's <laughs> incredible and just she just go, go, go all the time. And, you know, she's raised me solo since my dad passed away when I was six. And just the amount of sheer will she has always blows me away. But then it's sort of the bigger picture of things. I love watching, like, uh, the BAMP Film Festival and Adventure Reels, and you just see some of the stuff that people do. Like these two guys um, who decided to just park themselves up in this, like, super remote bay in Norway because they wanted to surf these insane waves that happen in winter. And then essentially what they did was they built themselves a little hut from all of the stuff that washed up on the shore. They ended up collecting like two tonnes oh, of cool. like Just rubbish yep. Yeah, yep. over the time that they were there. And, yeah, they made themselves this incredible hut. They had their own heating oh, set up. Yeah. And it just stuff like that where you realise, okay, there's actually not that much. There's not that many limits to what you yeah, can do yeah. in this world. People are incredible. Yeah. 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 That's the band film festival yeah is that on youtube yeah, so, you could just yeah and they, um they normally do like a, once or twice a year a few, through a few. the cinemas and that sort of stuff but i uh, know adventure reels with uh, have gone to like an online platform so 
if you log on to their website you can either rent stuff but they also have some some freebies what they have and they've had a kids one as well so we're watching those with Bodhi so they're nice and short to keep his attention yeah, yeah. and yeah they just range from everything and you just see all this cool stuff and it's mm. like yeah you just want to get out there and do more stuff yeah that's cool so your mum so your dad passed away when you were six so that's you've been very independent since primary school high school did that yeah. obviously it would have been a big impact on you does that have a big impact on you to this day well you just like you've got to be self-sufficient like you yeah. know mum couldn't stop working so she was still working full-time and I was really lucky to have my um live with my my nonny my um but yeah you just just gotta roll with the punches yeah so nonny that is that Italian, Italian yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so mum Italian was born. heritage mum was born in Italy yeah yep. Do you speak Italian at home or? We try with Bodhi. He just doesn't. He just doesn't want to. Yeah, it breaks my heart. Because yeah, Cause, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah I grew up speaking Italian and yeah. even like went studied it at uni so I could go got to study in Italy for a semester, and wow. yeah, love it. But Jesse's pretty good with it. Mm. He understands more. Understand more, understand more than, like. Yeah, I definitely if I let it slip like I have for the last little while, I sort of forget a lot of it. But, yeah. yeah. But you know, because yeah, one of the, like it keeps my brain going, you know, to yeah. kind of like switch and have to think of the word for something and yeah. So a total switch from business. Yeah, it's one of my hobbies, I guess. <laughs> and you yeah. speak Italian, Jesse? No, it doesn't. Yeah, I can I can understand a lot more than I can sort of respond. Yeah. yeah. And what about you for inspiration? Don't know. I can't really. Um, I don't know. Nothing I guess. Really- for me, I, I, I sort of get into one one thing at a time and sort of go stir crazy just watching lots of things. So at the moment, I've just obviously got into mountain biking and cycling, mm-hmm. and so now I'm just sort of binge watching heaps of um, gr- like gravel riding documentaries on YouTube and just seeing the crazy things people do. Yep. Just like watching like the Dirty Kansas and how far they ride in in that period of time. It's just like these people just ride through the night and just it's just like people are just people are insane. They're crazy. Like people can do this. So yeah. it just sort of makes you go, all right, if yeah, someone's willing to do that. Why can't I do that? Yeah. So it sort of gives you drive to just try something new, I guess, and and see what your body's capable of. Yeah. So Dirty Kanza, was it? Yeah. Is that a channel? Uh, no, it's a it's a it's a, it's a big um, gravel 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 race in the states. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, gravel grinding is taking off, like in terms of popularity. Like a lot of guys getting sick of the bitumen, so. Yeah. It's nice to have tires that'll go off-road straight away. Yeah, well, I sort of thought getting into riding a bit because my, both my brothers started cycling. Um, and then for me, it's like there's a lot of gravel around here, but also taking the dog out for a run. So yeah. I used to wake up, take the dog down to the beach and let the dog run. And um, she's a Kelpie, so it needs a, needs a serious run. So yeah. getting into riding, it's like, well, if I go you know, head down the dirt tracks, she just follows me and just yep. runs a little hard out. And it's great. So it's good for me and good for her as well. So Are you following her? The dog. Yeah, a bit of it. Yeah, it's usually as yeah, she's in front. Yeah. What, what's her name? Del. Del the Kelpie. Yep. And girl. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So got the dog. Got um, Bodie, young son. Any expa- any plans to expand the business and the family as well? <laughs> um. Well, we just got a cat. Okay. <laughs> oh, cat's a good start. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how the um van life treats the cat. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be, yeah, it'll be a fun test, but. Um, business-wise, yeah, like there's still so much we want to do. Um, like we just launched our window covers earlier this year. Um, so there's like things like that, and we want window covers. Yeah, That's... so yeah, for the van, so the like insulated, acoustic barriers, all of that sort of Full stuff. Full block to, out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're 
really like we made our own and saw what a difference they made to the van yeah. and the thermal properties and like we were traveling through when we traveled from yeah Torquay to the Sunshine Coast last year it was July so it was cold mm. I mean not in Queensland but the rest of the place and yeah the difference that they made to the van like you walk out of the van not realizing yeah. <laughs> and you walk into like two degrees and I'm like oh goodness me wow. um well yeah had some people like asking questions about them and like we knew that we wanted to get into actually manufacturing them but finding somebody who could help us because we're not sewers we're not you know seamstresses and we found a, a local claire it was actually through the um ocean grind night market oh, yeah. yep. that we were part of last year yeah um and yeah we met claire and we just got chatting to her because her and her partner brendan they have their own van and yeah did, we just oh, got cool. to chatting and then found out that she had the um the, the ways yeah, yeah. yeah and put it together and but there's other things that we want to do as well like do diy tutorials really want to get in, yep. into those to show people and even just a blog i'll be wanting to start a, a blog of like you know putting sort of actions into words as well and that just haven't got around to it and you want to do some like standalone pieces that you want to work on so yep. yeah there's so much yeah so much we want to do yeah yeah typical of a small business isn't it you start to think of ideas and then mm. it's just endless infinite yeah, well, even, even in the vans itself, it's, you know, we're building vans for clients, and but we have some ideas for our own van. That's sort of why we'd like to build and sell, because like, all right, cool, we've, we've finished this idea, let's let's try something new, yep. buy ourselves a van that's all ours, and just sort of go crazy with it, yeah. Is there any limits on the age of the van that you can do up? No, no, definitely not. It's just that, obviously, the older and the older the engine is, it, yeah. you might not get to travel as far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking in terms of my 20-year-old Hi-Ace that I'm going to buy. Hi-Ace is a good car, though. They're, they're reliable yeah. engines, yeah. I sure. stock standard. You can kind of do anything to them. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's something to think about once I get my hands on Al's van. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we have a big question that we like to ask all of our guests on the Surf Coast Creative Podcast. So it allude, alludes to creativity and the limits of creativity and the non-limits, I guess you could say, but the question is, do you believe it's a matter of nature or nurture with creativity? So is it something you're born with or do you think it's something that can definitely be nurtured? Um, if you had have asked me that two years ago, I would have said, that's all nature. I would have said, I do not have a creative bone in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in working on this business with Jesse, I've discovered... Okay, creativity isn't just being able to paint a wonderful picture or write a song or, you know, all that sort of traditional stuff. But it's also, you know, in like in the process of designing a van, of like thinking of new ways to do things and how to improve things. And yeah, it's, it's I've kind of got to see a new side of myself and go, okay, well, there are different creative outlets, not just all the traditional stuff. And yeah, almost. Yeah. There's so many things that I'll be working on. I'll be like, hey, Sam, have a look at this. What do you think if we did it this way? Or how else would you like to see this? What would look better from your eyes? So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, if Jesse's always been the more creative one of the relationship. You know, he's into music. He's into photography. You know, he's and he's always picked these things up. Like, he can hear a song and then sort of play it. Um, and that was all so foreign to me. Yeah. Um, and then it's, yeah, nice having sort of, I guess, leveling the playing field. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely something that can be nurtured for you, Sam, and you, Jesse. Yeah, I think, I think nurture, yeah. 
You seem yeah. like the type of guy that's been creative sort of from day one. Yeah. Got a few tats and look pretty stylish. <laughs> so, were you the ki- kid that was drawing cartoons in the oh, yeah, back of the classroom? Yeah. I've yeah. seen some of your yeah. childhood drawings. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of childhood drawings, yeah. I, yeah, I just have a, I really like being creative, I guess. I guess that's what um, drove us to, to, to start the business was, you know, I didn't really realise how much I missed being creative until I did something, you know, like skydiving for, for a couple of years that was sort of... Um, a very sort of day in day out I guess job I was doing the same thing every day just meeting people doing the same thing and then it's like oh, I'm not creating anything new and then once I started creating I was like yeah really really I need that I need that sort of outlet of creativity yeah yeah and one thing just we didn't cover at the start was your shift from Melbourne to the surf coast was yeah. that part of the reason creativity and pursuing that and being around people in that culture industry um, we, we end up um, we sold our house in Greensboro yeah, um, so we, we renovated it and so we were just ready to move on. We had no idea what that was going to look like, though. Yeah. It was sort of it was sort of renovate and sell, so it was a second renovation. Yeah. And we were like, oh, it's finished, let's sell it. And but we had no idea like where it, we're going from there. So yeah, we just sold it and we're like, alright, we'll, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a couple of friends who who moved down here, and we kind of trialed it, and yeah, it took us I don't know like being here for all the three days before they're like yeah yeah this is it (laughs) this is it yeah and we just yeah haven't looked back yeah and then obviously me getting the work down here in skydiving once I got down here um being offered to be sort of I guess full-time-ish you could say yep it was sort of a a, oh I've got this job so that's even one more extra thing to sort of keep us down here yeah and even like my job is technically still located in the CBD um oh so you commute to Melbourne to do that job Mm mm-hmm yeah not at the moment, and I was really lucky because my employer is super flexible that I was able to work some days from home. Yep. Um, but I know going to the office and people here where I live, and they're like, "You commute two hours there and two hours back." I'm like, "Yeah, it's worth it. Mm. Living where I live is worth it." That was that was yeah. the biggest um, sort of trialing it when we got here was like, "Oh, we need to know that it's worth, you know, Sam traveling back and forth every day. If it's not worth traveling back and forth, then it's not going to work." But yeah, it's incredible down here. Like, yep. It's obviously worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to convince us. That's <laughs> <what you're doing. laughs> Maybe if there's people in Melbourne tuning in that might want to make the move someday. But Sam, do you catch the train or drive? Train preferably. Yep. So yeah. you're listening to podcasts and things on the way yeah. down. The Surf yeah. Coast Creatives podcast on yeah. your way down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, that's like my downtime. Yeah. You know, when you've got kids, you're not, you know, it's you kind of, it's a, Uncommon commodity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that would be my time to, yeah, do listen to podcasts, read a book, uninterrupted, all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, it reminds me of a colleague I used to work with here in Torquay. She, she used to say that she came to work for a rest, for a break. So. <laughs> <laughs> Two crazy little kids, but um, yeah, she appreciated the time that she got to get out into the, the real world. Yeah. So, and be surrounded by office an office environment and it can be totally different a total switch off can't it so yeah yeah it's a different pace and you you know simple things you get to have lunch when you want to have lunch but also just having other adults to to chat to and you know working on things together that's not lego or play-doh <laughs> <laughs> we're finding their creative outlets so the the answer to that question was definitely something that can be nurtured creativity mm-hmm. so guys it's been Getting up towards an hour, let's just start wrapping up. It's been a great chat. It's lots of similarities, actually, with Alan Emo from episode one. 
young and hungry and passionate about what you do, which is great to see. And great to see a young couple having a crack, a red hot go on the surf coast in Torquay. Lots of people out there, I think, will be listening in. You know, they might be doing, have a, have a little side hustle or a little hobby that they've sort of built and maybe they're making some money from it. Maybe they want to take the leap to full time or amp it up in terms of the business. What's your number one piece of advice for those people? Um, I think, yeah, stick at it. I guess the, the biggest thing is how much do you love this side, this side project? You know, if you're still working four or five days a week, that's good. That's paying the bills. But how often are you, are you finishing work and getting straight, straight into it onto your other job? So if you're putting all of your time and all of your effort into your side project and every bit of spare energy you possibly can while you've still got an income, um, and then you're sort of balancing it out and saying, all right, well, I'm making this much by going, working on this two or three days a week, or I'm working every weekend plus, you know, two, three hours every night. I'm, I'm doing extra work on this, this sort of thing. And you can see that it's paying off. As long as you're putting in the hard work, then you go, all right, it's worth taking, taking the plunge. As soon as you know that you've got the workload there, um, that you've put in the, the hard work, then yeah, why not just give it a shot? And for me, it's like, I always write the same thing. If you ask for like a piece of advice at a wedding or a bridal shower or something, I always write the same thing. And it's um, give each other the grace to evolve, right? Because I know that Jesse and I, we're not the same people we were two years ago, let alone five mm-hmm. or 10. Um, but I think the same goes for yourself. Give yourself the grace to evolve. Don't expect that you're going to start out as your finished product. Yep. Like you're not. You're going to grow and grow with it. I think great advice. It's mm, that's really good advice. Mm. I like that one. So putting in the hard work, and then knowing that you're going to change. You're not some fixed entity that's yeah um, defined at the start of your business. You're going to change and evolve, and you've got to accept that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really good advice. So, Jesse and Sam, thanks very much for joining us today. Where can our listeners go and follow you guys on your journey? Yep, so we've got obviously Instagram, Built for Adventure, uh, Facebook, and our website, builtforadventure.com.au. We should stress that that's adva- Adventure. Yes, no, yes, A-D-V-A-N-T-U-R-E. T-U-R-E. And anything on your website? So you're talking about a blog that might be coming soon. Any giveaways? Yep. Nothing at this stage. Uh, we just had a giveaway for our window covers. We just, um, yeah. And we, yeah, you can log onto our website to see uh, what products we do offer, aside from just the conversions. And yeah, we've got our t-shirts. Got too. t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Very kind to give myself and Jess a t-shirt today, which we really appreciate. We'll put that up on social today. So thanks very much for those. Otherwise, we'll let you get back to, you're probably gonna take your time out and go and get lunch and <laughs> Tell you, tell mum and dad that the podcast took three hours. <laughs> we'll let you get back to it. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on and good luck for the future. Thank you. Thanks, guys.